Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio on Faith Talk Atlanta, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home and true Southern sister, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio Program, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. I particularly like that second part. That's perfect. That is just perfect. <laughs> it's so nice to have men that adore us. Yes. And I think in the South, that's pretty common because we're so awesome. That's true. And easily adored. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. <laughs> it could be men or it could be, your, it could be your four-legged men, too. It's you talking. Mm, yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. But it's, here we are, summertime in the South, and we've got all kinds of rain going on in the South this week, which is good for my garden. Yes. And how does your garden grow, Jenny McCormick? How does my garden grow? You know, the funny thing is, I wish it would do me the courtesy of generating tomatoes on a regular basis, like, you know, four or five a week, instead of, I had nothing for the longest time. Now, it looks like I'm going to have about 30 of them at one time. Okay. So I'm thinking, pull out the food processor. Mm Mm-hmm. I can eat a lot of tomato sandwiches, don't get me wrong, but this is more than even, you know... Okay, bruschetta. Bruschetta, absolutely. I've got everything I need. I've got got the basil. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So we'll do that. Maybe some some tomato sauce. I want to do some salsa. Yes. Salsa, baby. Yeah. I've got some good peppers growing in there, and and I just chop everything up, and that's an easy thing to make. Yeah. So Mm. when you've got that garden going, you may as well just... Get your kitchen going, too. It's wonderful. Got a few little things crawling around in the garden. So, Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, there is that. You have to take care of that. There is that. And then there was uh, there's a mole in the backyard also. Oh, and he, dear. He emerged in the garden recently. I saw the, the hole. Well, and here's the problem mm. that a lot of people don't know. Moles just eat the bugs that are in the ground, so they're fine. They're not going to hurt your plants. No. But voles go through the little tunnels that the moles leave, mm-hmm. and they eat the roots off your plants. Well, that's not good. So where you have a mole, you will have voles and you will have no plants. Okay. So go out there and walk around and squish down that tunnel. I need to do that. Every day, walk around, squish down the tunnel mm-hmm. and the, make the mole move because otherwise you will lose your garden. Yeah. Well, it's a, you know, that's a that's a good suggestion. I'll do that. It, it, it's funny how the garden brings out the protective nature in you. Yes. You know, because I'm out there working hard in it and all of a sudden I'm sensing that it's being threatened by things. Right. You know what I'm saying? And your mole is good for your garden because he's going to eat the critters. He's going to eat the bugs. <laughs> but then the voles come in behind I, and then you lose your garden. Anything that's out there that's not supposed to be, I get like, uh, you know. Um, Don't you have that neighbor who shoots at things in the his I garden? I do. I do. Maybe you can hire him. My, my, uh, he does a, he would, <laughs> I hope he's not listening. My doctor neighbor that comes out in his road on, on his side porch and shoots squirrels out of his garden with his pellet gun. Okay. Yeah. I told you, I thought that was a good sign mm-hmm. that he was that kind of neighbor. Yeah. He's cool. He's kind of, you know, he doesn't take life too seriously, but he, he does take his garden seriously. Right. But he doesn't care what anybody thinks about him standing out on his front porch in his robe with his, his gun. Yeah. I love it. It's good. It's all good. As long as he's not shooting at me, I'm fine. No, no, no. And he's been bringing me things. See, he plants things in his garden that I don't have. Okay. He's brought me peppers and cucumbers and Uh everything a Southern woman needs. Nice. Just about. Oh, so there's this this salad called calcumento. Mm. And you use tomatoes and cucumbers and onions and you dice them up in really tiny dice hmm. and then you toss it around in a apple cider vinegar and a little bit tiny bit of oil and whatever whatever herbs you like it usually mm-hmm. has oregano and a little bit of mint in it it's a little bit like a, like a pico de gallo but not without the not with cucumbers of right, course but right and it's equal equal proportions mm-hmm. so it's the same amount of tomatoes as it is cucumbers as it is onions diced yeah. up so a- a- what's it called again P- calcumento calcumento aka use up everything in my garden exactly mento. yes yes <laughs> for all the, the <laughs> Extra, extra um, things 
that are coming out of the garden. I was making some pesto this week. We talked about that last right. week. And how did that uh, turn out? It's great. I yeah, love it. Yeah, I, can't, I can't get enough of it. I it's know. been wonderful. And it's kind of healthy. Um, so yeah. I've got, you know, the, the kids that are a little bit more health conscious in my house, they appreciate Good. You know, then hey, we got they the should ones... appreciate and cherish you. <laughs> One of them. And then we got the ones that just want, uh, you know, uh, uh, chicken fingers and, right. and hot pockets. And the, yeah, the, the, what are those, the, the like, the pepperoni pizza things that oh, are the in pizza the pizza rolls. Pizza rolls, yes. yes. And yeah. how about the Uncrustables? That's another oh. uh, culinary masterpiece. Yeah, she said <laughs> she with said disgust. Facetiously. <laughs> <laughs> disgust dripping off her oh, face. Oh, yeah. But, they, you know, it depends on if you're, you know what? If you're a young man, a young boy, you probably love those things. Yep. Mm. And they've got to get a zillion calories in anyway while they're growing. So they, yeah, they do. You know, they eat just, something. They burn it off. They, yeah. sit, they burn it off watching TV, yep. playing video games. Wow. It's amazing. Their metabolisms. It's not fair. I'm jealous. Uh-huh. Just a little bit. But I've been thinking more about, you know, we talked about things last week about elements of Southern style. I've been thinking more about things that I just love about life in the South. There's mm-hmm. so much to love. Oh, there is. And, yes. and probably my opinions on these things change every single week. So, okay. But this week, this is what I was thinking this week, about. Yes. I was just kind of noticing when I was stepping out into my garden. And even as I've been driving around town a little bit, just the, just the, the all the different wonderful fragrances mm-hmm. that are in the South yes. when things come into bloom. And you never know when you're going to run into one. You know, I come out the door and I could smell the, you know, the wisteria or the gardenias particularly mm-hmm. uh, are, are all blooming. And so I was thinking, you know, I'm really appreciative. Been, I've been thankful lately for my southern lifestyle right. and the fragrances that we have around here. I just don't things, I don't think things smell as good in the north. What do you think? I'm, no, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. And mm-hmm. I'm having the experience every morning this week. I've been swimming. Yeah. And because my pool finally got warm enough. Yay. So I've been swimming first thing in the morning. I go out and do quarter of a mile or so. Mm -hmm. And there's one spot in the pool that as I swim through that spot, drifts this wonderful fragrance. And I have no idea where it's coming from. It's a mystery fragrance. I can't find anything that's blooming. Really? Yet something has to be Mm. because it smells like heaven. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, one more nice thing about living in the South. Yep. I've also been thinking lately, I've been I've been kind of hobnobbing and talking to some of my Southern friends, and I've been noticing how much I appreciate, maybe it's me getting older, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but sort of that, you know, that sort of sass- sassy Southern attitude that the older Southern woman starts to sort of you know, kind of give off. It is something different about that. I don't know if it's a merging of wisdom, life experiences, and a little heavy dose of I just don't care so much anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's that sassy, kind of fun Southern, yep. um, I'm going to do it my way because I'm older and I can do it if I want to. And attitude. I can. That's right. Yes. I'm starting to appreciate that. I like that. that. I yeah. like it too. I'm thinking maybe I could start pulling this off and, you know, demanding more of my own way around the house. I think you should. What do you think? Yeah. Finally, I'm thinking my, my, my other favorite Southern thing is going to be, we've talked about sweet tea, sweet tea before. Mm -hmm. in the past, but Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, the elixir of the South, Mm -hmm. you know, I've just been thinking so much about what a part of my life is. Uh, You know, I feel better when I'm drinking sweet tea and I'm thinking I probably need to be cutting back on the sugar, but I just, I know you like unsweet. We've been around this block before. Yeah. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's it's however you like it. And since since Mm. you like sweet tea and you're willing to forego (laughs) dessert for it, you know, that can be your dessert. I'm also an older Southern woman, so I'm just going to have it the way I want it. You're going to have it the way you want it. (laughs) Now, my sweet friend Jeanette, who joined us in the studio today, Jeanette is my wonderful administrative assistant who helps me run my little company. And she was telling me her top three favorite things were magnolias. Yes. Okay, well, we talked about our Southern mm-hmm. plants before, so we uh, she's got me there. I, I love that, too. Also, the laid-back atmosphere in the South. Yes. We are laid-back, aren't we? Yes, we are. We're not stuffy it's for the most casual. part. Yeah. It's casual, laid-back. And, and then she said, I got a lover for this one, she said fried okra. Fried okra. Hello. Jeanette. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm. Little cayenne pepper in the breading. 
Or even sometimes I do it in a dry pan. I just saute it up in a dry yes, pan yeah. with cayenne and some salt, and it's fabulous. you got to love it. And I love the South because I love our short little winters mm. and our long flower-filled springs. Right. I love those. You know, winter sometimes, this past winter lasted about, what, a week and a half? Not long. Not very long at all. Now, every now and then we do get a doozy, Mm -hmm. but I like the short winters and the long springs and everything that you can plant and that grows and Mm -hmm. how early our our flowers are out. We have forsythia in February sometimes. We do. And, you know, the rest of the... The rest of America is shivering. Right. And we've got flowers. Isn't it wonderful? I love that. I think they're all jealous of us. They might be, but that's I think okay. They could move here. Yeah. They could move here. Well, and we still Come get on. some winter. We get a little winter. We get a little bit. Well, depending where you are in the South. Right. All right. You know, Virginia, North Carolina, Northern Georgia, we yep. get a winter. Yep. And it's wonderful. And, yep. and yes, we are the first to admit that sometimes we don't handle the winter well. Well, because we don't have snow plows. We don't know what we're doing. It would doing. be very irresponsible of governments down here to invest in snow plows the way they have to in the north. Right. Because we don't have their kind of snow. Yes. But I think our eternal optimism is what causes us to get behind our will and still venture out into that weather. I think Because we right. are. Why do we do that? Yeah. We should just stay home. I do. I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> if I don't have to go anywhere, I'm staying home. <laughs> and I also love how friendly everybody is. You know, when you move, mm-hmm. when you venture out of the south and you try to say hi to people, they, yeah. it shocks them. Here, right. You know, you smile and hi, and it's perfect. Right. You're talking about me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Talking about you every single time. (laughs) And I love hearing from you. So we would love to hear from you. What do you love about living in the South? Email us at radio at southernsistershome.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. We'll be right back. I have some questions for you. Are you as happy as you could be? That's uh, really a challenge. As you want to be? Well, I'll do my best. Do you know how to live a happier life? That's one thing that I still want to learn how to do. I'm Sandy weaver Carmen, and I want you to know that you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happier. You deserve to know how to make yourself happy whenever and wherever. This is where the rubber meets the road. And the road to your happiness is based in neuroscience and neuroplasticity, and I've made it easy for you to learn. Fantastic. There's a new road to happiness, one that can elevate your health, wealth, and happiness if you let it. Just go to the21dayexperience.com slash Sandy Weaver Carmen. That's Carman, C-A-R-M-A-N, and elevate your happiness in just 21 days for free. Since you've been through the 21-day experience, how do you feel? I don't have a care in the world. It's free, and you'll be happier and know how to stay happier in just 21 days. The21dayexperience.com slash Sandy Weaver Carmen. That's the numbers 21, and my last name is C-A-R-M-A-N. Start today for a happier tomorrow. Everybody eats when they come to my Everybody and welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. We are just going to entering into our food segment now, food. which we did, love food. <laughs> did we talk about food in the last segment too, though? We a little bit. We I, might be a little food obsessed. There's okay. nothing wrong with a little food in every one of our segments. That's right. It is an essential part of life in the South, and it is an essential part of my happiness. Okay, so I love. We can that. talk about food just as much as you want to, but this <laughs> segment we are particularly talking about food because one of our iconic Southern dishes, and there are many, mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. fried chicken. <sighs> Let's yes. just come on. Let's just talk about fried chicken. Okay. Okay. All right. What's there not to love about it? No, it, everything is perfect about fried chicken. It is. It is almost the perfect food. Yep. Breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, dinner. Yep. Snacks. Yep. They're really, any time of day. Now in the South, you know, we can do fried chicken on a biscuit. Mm-hmm. You know, chicken and waffle. Chicken and waffle. And that can be dinner. Hello. I have a great dinner recipe for chicken and waffles. Oh, yeah. Just love it. Yep. You got your savory. You're sweet. Mm-hmm. You put a little syrup over it. 
There's there's a syrup kind of a gravy that goes with it. It's mm. a it's a not as sweet as a maple syrup. Right. But yeah, it's Hello. got sriracha in it. Oh, really. does it? How I need, bad no, I need that recipe. I well, think I might have to share that we one. We can post with you. that one on the website. Okay. We are definitely talking fried chicken. Okay. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, doesn't matter. It's just my all time probably my favorite. If I could have one meat dish. If I if I was limited to one meat for the rest of my life, it would be it would definitely be fried chicken. No question about it. And there's so many ways to fry chicken if you think about it. Just about any Southern woman that you talk to is going to have her favorite recipe. Yep. It likely came from her grandmother, Mm -hmm. right? Or her mother, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe she's tweaked it and played with it a little bit over the years. But more or less, she's probably settled in on a recipe that she can repeat and that she loves. Right. You know, that comfort food, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, is what that is. One One of my dear friends from Florence, South Carolina... Her name is Beatrice, and uh, she's adorable. And she told me one time, we were just talking about what heaven's going to be like, and she said to me, she said, well, you know, of course there will be fried chicken in heaven. Mm -hmm. It it is, after all, heaven. Heaven, right. I said, there is, you know, she's speaking truth there. Yeah, you can't have heaven without fried chicken. No. Just not working. It is the the classic Southern comfort food. But we need some tips, right, if we're going to do it right. Okay. For those of you folks that haven't made fried chicken before, maybe it wasn't part of your upbringing, it's not too late to learn. Don't be afraid. Nope. We will take you by the hand and walk you through the process. And you can do it without a cast iron skillet, but I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it either. I don't recommend it. And that was exactly what we were going to talk about. You know, the heat distribution with a a cast iron skillet is perfect. The depth is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't have a cast iron skillet, I suggest you get one. You'll have it forever. Right. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I use it for all kinds of things, quite frankly. Yeah. I have two of them. Wow. A little one and a big one. The mm. little one is the okra skillet, and mm. the big one is the chicken skillet. Really? Yep. Um, my husband had a little one when I first met him, and he um, he did cornbread in it. That was his little. Oh, see, I use the big ones. one for cornbread too. You make a if lot you're of making cornbread. cornbread, you just may as well make. It. <laughs> <laughs> I can eat a lot of cornbread. Well, in terms of tips for for cooking the perfect fried chicken, number one, folks, you want to probably the, the quickest way to ruin fried chicken is going to be to overcook it. So you want to make sure that your oil is the right temperature, okay? Uh, too hot and the outside of your fried chicken's going to burn. Too cool and your chicken's going to be kind of soggy. Right. So you want to be careful about that. Do not be, uh, do not feel bad about using an instant read thermometer. There are some cooks that feel like they shouldn't have to use one, that they ought to be able to gauge just by looking. But when it comes to the doneness of chicken, you really don't want to be messing around with that. No, because chicken is either cooked or it's not. There's right. not the There's not a level of doneness. There's it's either not. cooked Or it's not cooked. Exactly. If it's not cooked, you don't want to eat it. And if it's overcooked, you don't want to eat it. Either way, right? I'll eat it overcooked. And for something that you've just just worked... Well, at least you know you won't get sick if it's right. overcooked, right? But if it's undercooked, you're you're running a risk there. Yeah, and it's got so that you weird texture. Be, you know, kind of rubbery and <laughs> yeah, not nice. And nothing worse than cutting into a piece and finding out it's not done all the right. way through. You don't want to you don't want to go there, folks. So you want to keep your instant read thermometer handy. It's your best friend. There's no shame in using that. It doesn't mean you're less of a cook. It just means you're a safe and cautious cook. Exactly. Because there are things that can can cause some fluctuations in the temperature of your mm-hmm. of your chicken that may or may not even be out of your control, including the time of year that you're cooking. Right. So think about that. Now, you want to start out with your your oil at about 350 to 375 degrees. That's the perfect temperature for starting your fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Now, once you drop your chicken in, you're going to drop the temperature. I mean, it's naturally going to go down a little bit, right? right? But it's okay if you hover around 300 to 325 for the duration of your cooking time. You mm-hmm. know, And you can just check that periodically to make sure. So, like we said, don't overcook it. Right. But do make sure that oil is nice and hot. That's how you get that good crispy crust. And the secret, our next point, the secret to a good crispy crust is number one, the dredge. 
Yes. Now, the dredge. How do you do it? The dredge. How do you do it? I throw, well, obviously it's flour, right? And I use a bunch of different spices. I have different ones that I like. One that I'm kind of hooked on right now, believe it or not, is I put a couple of heaping tablespoons of, of all things, Old Bay seasoning into my flour. It's perfect Isn't on fried it? chicken. It's yes. wonderful on fried chicken. I, I I like to think of it as a little nod to our northern, southern neighbor, uh, Maryland. Right. Which there's some, you know, there's some dispute as to whether or not they're Well, they're below the, the Mason-Dixon line. Officially. They are officially southern. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily like to claim it. I used to live there, so I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also some snobby southerners that don't necessarily want to claim them either. <laughs> you know, it goes both ways. But nonetheless, boy, do they have some good, boy, they have some good seasoning. So yeah. Old Bay, I love to add that to my dredge. Also, shallow frying. So we're not taking the fried chicken for in the swimming pool. Right. It's not swimming in the oil. You want to have enough oil in your cast iron skillet to cover that chicken by about three quarters. Mm-hmm. About one fourth of it sticking up above the oil. That actually is going to keep that at the right temperature. It's going to give you that nice crispy crust. Okay. And the so, way that you know how to do that, mm-hmm. to gauge that, because when you put the chicken in, it's going to bubble up. It's right. going to displace some oil and you don't, it's really very unsafe if you have too much oil in your yes. pan. Yes. So only fill your pan about half full of whatever fat you're using. Right. Then when you put the chicken in, you should still be safe. You should yes. get to that three-quarter level It'll without going up. over the top of your pan and onto the fire. Exactly. And catching your kitchen on fire, which is really not a good way to cook chicken. Right. It's like yeah. in a hot tub. Exactly. When the big person comes and jumps in the hot tub, the water level goes up. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. That was a strange comparison, <laughs> but you, you get the picture. So about three quarters of the way up the chicken with the oil is what you want, ideally. We talked about the cast iron skillet. It's all about heat distribution. Mm-hmm. I love mine. Number one, I like that I don't have to scrub it clean necessarily right, right. kind of wipe it out mm-hmm. get it seasoned doesn't take as long as people think to season their 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 cast iron no. skillets if you got your grandma's even better you know you just wipe it out really yep. for all intents and purposes and if you don't ace hardware carries lodge I cast love, iron yeah, skillets and they they're do. good they're they great do. skillets and they're reasonably priced and they're made in the usa yeah so there you go there you go no excuses sweetie Mm-mm. you Fried gotta chicken have and a made in the usa iron skillet yep gotta mm. have a cast iron skillet now, Tell me, Sandy, what do you think is the best oil for frying chicken in? Well, Mama's classic was Crisco. There you go. She used Crisco. Nothing wrong with Crisco. And folks, vegetable and canola oil work just fine for frying your chicken, if that's what you've got. However, (laughs) the gold standard for frying chicken in the South is actually peanut oil. Really? Oh, I've never had it done with peanut oil. It's wonderful. It is. I want to say, and I could be wrong, I know somebody here that might know, uh, if Chick-fil-A uses peanut oil for their frying, they do. Jeanette says yes. Jeanette, she knows. Yes. Yes. And so they use uh, they use peanut oil. It's a wonderful option for home cooks as well. It's got a milder flavor. Mm-hmm. Okay. It also has a higher smoke point, right? Meaning that you can get it hotter without burning. And it smells better than Crisco because Crisco kind of smells yeah. nasty when it you're using kinda, it to fry. Right? It doesn't, you don't get that taste in your food, but the the smell that it leaves in your house is not good. No. So it's definitely all right. Not. Peanut so, oil for me. Peanut next oil time. for you. Yes. Now remember, and don't be offended by this. You, especially those of you that are new to new to frying chicken, your first batch will not be your best batch. Right. Okay. And it's okay. It's kind of like when you make. Now, over overall, the entire first batch may not be best, but also, you know, you're typically frying your chicken in sections, right? Mm-hmm. So that first batch that goes under the oil, it's kind of like that first pancake, right? 
or for me, I remember I, it's always that way with me. If I ever make crepes, the, the first one is a th- is just terrible, right? Yeah. Kind of like children. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Rebecca, I'm just kidding. I didn't mean that. <laughs> you know how they joke. You got to throw the first one out. Yeah. No, I no. don't mean that at all. But with the chicken, it's a possibility. Okay. Right. So you and if it doesn't turn out quite the way you want it, what you can do is set it aside if it's not looking quite right. When you're done with cooking all the other chicken, you can put it back into the skillet and kind of refry it there at the end to kind of crisp it up and get it the way you want it. Right. Because initially, it's not going to turn as brown no. as the later will Mm-mm. because the oil has to pick up all those little particulates. Exactly. And that's what turns it nice and it brown. All is, it's all part of the big picture, right? right? Now, here's the important question. Well, there are several important questions when it comes to fried chicken, but let me ask you this one. Um, to brine or not to brine? That I have done question. it both ways. Mm-hmm. If I think about brining, I will brine. But mm-hmm. if I don't think about it, I will just fry up the chicken. It doesn't matter. I, I like it better brined, but... Right. But I, I don't, don't think about it. I don't typically have the patience yeah. for that. Only because I got a lot of people to feed and I'm usually in a big hurry. And mm-hmm. I don't like to take up the space in my chicken for a big old container of brine and, and chicken. Right. And I've done it with a turkey before at mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. In terms of whether to do it, that on the plus side of doing it, we know that it adds flavor and it adds moisture. And folks, for most for most uh, um, brines, it's really just water, salt, and sugar, right? But if you don't do it, it's going to save you time, right? If you're seasoning your chicken properly before you fry it, you're going to end up with delicious chicken. I don't know that you're going to miss the brining aspect it, at, at all. It's fine. No, yeah. no. And then also, remember, to let your chicken sit out a little bit. It doesn't necessarily have to come all the way to room temperature, but you don't want it ice cold when it goes into the hot oil. That's right. So set it out for maybe 20 to 30 minutes. Let it kind of warm up just a little bit. Take the chill off of it, right? And then all you really need to remember is to season it, flour it up good. And guess what? We happen to have a fantastic fried chicken recipe on our Southern Sisters website. What a shock. Yes. I'm so surprised you're sharing your perfect recipe. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a good Southern woman. I know how to share recipes. Yes, so, you do. Um, so folks, you can go to the website and get this wonderful Carolina Southern Fried Chicken with the Old Bay Seasoning at southernsistershome.com. Just click on the blog. It's there for you. We'll be right back and we've got some musical fun. Everybody eats when they come to my And welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. Ah, another nice thing we love about the South. The music. Southern rock, yeah. right? Well, I love all Southern ki- rock. There's all kinds of great music in the South, but I have to say, a good Southern woman, I do believe, knows her Southern rock. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? She yep. embraces it. She appreciates it. Yep. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about, on this segment, folks, I think you're going to love it. We're going to talk about the 10 most popular, or the 10 best which is, of course, a matter of opinion. Right. Okay. But the 10 best Southern rock songs of okay. all time. Okay. okay? All right. so these are going back a little ways because, you know, some of the classic old Southern rock well, songs yeah. have been around for a little while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's seasoned just like my cla- just like my uh, cast iron skillet. Right. And it's fun and it's perfect <laughs> road trip music for the summertime. Isn't it? It's, yeah. Something about being in the South in the summer and listening to some good old fashioned Southern rock and roll. Well, well ZZ Top. Mm, whoever. Quite a few. Well, I got 10 of them for well, you. I'm interested Here to hear go. who you have. Now, remember, the best Southern rock sort of merges the basic fundamentals of rock and roll, country, and blues to kind of bring that merge. It's, a, it's like a, uh, you know, it's like a hybrid, mm-hmm. you know? It's like we bring it all together to kind of create that special sound. Yep. So, with number 10, we're going to start out. Let's start it up and see if you can figure out what it is, Sandy. Well, now there was a clue. Hello. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. Oh, I can yeah. listen to that all it's day. Mountain. Mrs. Mountain. It yeah. is Mountain, Mississippi Queen. And how about that? Isn't that something else? I just love that song. Um, you know, it's been around a long time. I remember listening to that in high school. Oh, yeah. You know, on Friday nights, riding around a little bit. And you turn the speakers in the car up to 11. Right. And they get that, that little... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, yeah, this is screeching guitars and foot stomping music, mm-hmm. is it not? Yep. I absolutely love it. Yep. All right. You got it. Very good. You're one for one so far. Okay. Okay, let's go with number nine and see what you think about this one. Okay. Going all the way back to 1972 and with this one, Sandy. Okay. And I don't remember who did 30 Days in the Hole. 30 Days in the Hole, it's Humble Pie. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. I like that. That's yep. part, here we go talking about food again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you had to sneak some food right? into the segment. It was yes. important. It is. <laughs> now, you know, interestingly, of all the 10 bands I have on our list today, this is the only non-American group. These boys are British. How about that? British group doing Southern yeah. Rock. Got like Southern that. Rock, yeah. What do you think of this one? Oh, uh, classic. Ah, uh, Classic. The brothers. This is Ramblin' Man, yeah. 1973, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so much of the Allman Brothers band was you know, kind of formed around family and inspired by family. You know, yep. they say that Southern rockers don't really uh, form lines, but when they do, they make friends with everyone else in the line, mm-hmm. right? Kind of treating them like family. Well, mm-hmm. that's one thing I love about the, the Allman Brothers. They're just yeah. good, good, you know, old down-home Southern classic rock and roll. Yep. Been around forever. Yep. Love them. And it just has that that kind of free-floating feeling. That's always the way their music has struck me. Yeah. I heard someone describe once that said that Ramblin' Man has kind of turned into a mantra for every gypsy soul that's out there that just doesn't quite want to settle down. Yeah. You know? Guilty. We all got a little Ramblin' <laughs> woman in us every now and then. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's roll on into number seven. Okay. How, 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 how. Top. I love to make fun of them. I mean, it's not making fun. It's, it's just not. like singing along. You but do that so well. Way. You just need to grow your hair out long. <laughs> grow a and beard. grow a beard. And grow a beard. No, thank you. 1973, right? LaGrange. Yeah. Right? From the album Trace Andres, 1933. Yep. I love them. I like their facial hair. I like their sun. I think the fact that they're cool enough to wear sunglasses indoors. I like the spinning guitars, too. The spinning guitars yeah. are good. <laughs> I always like that, the, you know, the cars from the from the videos. Oh, yeah. You know? It's the old Mercury's, I think. Uh, yeah. I remember being in. Uh, at Auburn University when I was in college back in the 80s and when MTV was first coming out mm-hmm. and the ZZ, T- ZZ Top videos, you know, with the, they were the so cars. Splashy. They were yeah. so cool. Yeah. They were so awesome. Anyway, so yes. Now that one actually is the topic of that is somewhat of a questionable nature. Well, it's, you know. I believe the song is about a, a you know, a brothel. Well, yes. Somewhere out in Texas. Yes. But, yeah. but you know they exist. Good. Hey, it's, it's got a real good life. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a good hook and you can dance to it. So what you... Th- <laughs> <laughs> you teach me how to do that. Yeah. Okay, I got to do that later. You have to um, just clench your teeth. You're not allowed to uh-huh. let your teeth open. Oh. To do a ZZ Top, you have to clench your teeth and use just your, your lips. Mm. So it's, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to practice that. <laughs> okay, number six. What you think we got now? Oh, uh, yeah. Joey picked yep. all the good parts. Yep. <laughs> really good did. job, Joey. Molly Hatchet. <laughs> and, of course, flirting with, with disaster. disaster. What, you know, I, you, you know what they named Molly Hatchet after? She was a 17th century axe murderess. How about that? Nice. Yes. She would behead her lovers with a hand tool, right? 
Okay. Molly Hatchet. So kind That's of like the I, human version of a praying mantis. Very much yeah. like that. Very much like that. Oh, I just love their style, though. That to mm-hmm. me, when I think of Molly Hatchet, I, think yeah. that is the class. I remember that from my high school days. Right. You know, right. that oh, was yeah. kind of kind a of re- little bit of rebel in them. Yep. You know, that attitude, that Southern yep. free-spirited attitude. Kind of reflected. Kick, little sass. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love it. Okay. Number five. But I ain't asking nobody for nothing. <laughs> It's a good list you came up with, Jenny. (laughs) Oh, here we go. So Charlie Daniels Band, right? Long-haired country boy. Country boy alone. Now, we're not advocating the lifestyle mentioned in this in terms of getting stoned in the morning and getting drunk in the afternoon. Definitely not. But we do like Charlie Daniels. I would not get anything done if I advocated that lifestyle. He's awesome. Isn't he amazing? Yes. He's been doing a lot of uh, public service announcements for the NRA lately. Yeah, he is still around and kicking and good Southern boy. How about number four? Blackfoot, mm-hmm. Highway Song, 1979. You know, that really song is kind of good for truckers. I, mean, I think originally that was sort of the theme behind right. it. Sort of that lifestyle. It's got that blistering guitar solo. You guys got to go start downloading these on iTunes. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, I think we're going to be, um, there's going to be some people sticking these in their Pandora. I they're going to make so. their Southern Rock playlist. Right? Got to give they're a little, remembering. They're remembering all the good fun the they music had. was. All yeah. the good, good music. Highway Song by Blackfoot. Okay, what's coming in at number three? What do you think? That's the Outlaws, Green Grass and High Tide. I love that. Yeah, they were from Tampa, Florida. That song came out, yeah, 1975. It's been around for a while. That's very Southern. You can't get a whole lot more Southern than Tampa. This is a long one. This song, do you know this The song, This one is like 10 minutes in length? Is it really? Yeah, it's one of those long ones. I've never heard the whole version, then. I don't know. I just heard the radio edit. Like every now and then you get those long ones, like uh, <laughs> they're almost like rock operas or the long, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. But we mean Rhapsody, right? Yes. Rock oh, opera. Yeah. Long, 10 minutes long. Number two. Ronnie Van Zandt of mm-hmm. Little Skinner. Yep. How about that? Yep. Now, that is that's probably the, probably the one of the more predictable songs on our list. But uh-huh. it's a, such a great song. And you know it was an answer to a song. It, I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, Southern Man. I didn't know Southern that. Man was kind of a knock at Southern Men, and yeah. that's where Sweet Home Alabama came Hello. from. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, this is what Southern Men like. This, mm. is, this is how we really are. This We're not my, like your song. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Southern men are like, and this is what Southern women are like. Right. We have a great appreciation for all of this music. Sweet Home Alabama was the very first uh, 45 that I had. Really? Yes. Oh, fun. When I was a little girl, I just I just absolutely adored it. We're counting down to number one. Number one? What you think? I don't know. Let's You've had such good ones. Bring it on. Yes. me a southbound. Music like this anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Where is it's it? It's there. Oh. It's in country radio. Now. <laughs> <laughs> is it? 
<laughs> you have to listen to country radio yeah. to hear Southern Rock. Yeah, I guess you but do. But it's there. Yeah, it I is just definitely love there. It. it just seems to me like, you know, in so many of these classic songs that we associate with Southern Rock, you know, it kind of came out in the late 60s all the way through the mid to late 70s. Mm-hmm. Something about that time period. I don't know yep. what it was. And yeah. if those songs were coming out today, they would be on country radio. But back then, mm-hmm. they were not even on top 40 radio. They were on rock radio. Isn't that interesting? That's, they were considered rock songs. Right. Every now and then, one would sneak onto top 40 a little bit. Yeah. But country, oh my gosh, country music in that time period. Right. They just thought that Southern rock was the worst sounding stuff ever. Yeah. And now if you tune into country radio, guess what you hear? Guess what you hear? It yep. just wasn't getting the respect it deserved back then. Well, I, I think it was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. There, we'll just say it that you, way. You know a group that I always loved when I was in high school, and they're still around Day and performing uh, was Mother's Finest. Yes. Although I don't quite even know how to describe their music. What no. would you say? I mean, because it falls Eclectic. almost. It, right? Eclectic. It falls into sort of its own little genre of its own. Right. But you know, they are still kicking and performing. Yep. Ah, I mean, I keep fun. saying uh, one of these days I'm going to go see them again. Well, Jenny, I love your top 10 list. Yeah. But who did we leave off? What song did we miss that's your favorite Southern rock song? You know, we left we left off something. Let us know. <laughs> Radio at southernsistershome.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll be right back. questions for you. Are you as happy as you could be? That's really a challenge. As you want to be? Well, I'll do my best. Do you know how to live a happier life? That's one thing that I still want to learn how to do. I'm Sandy Weaver-Carmen, and I want you to know that you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happier. You deserve to know how to make yourself happy whenever and wherever. This is where the rubber meets the road. And the road to your happiness is based in neuroscience and neuroplasticity, and I've made it easy for you to learn. Fantastic. There's a new road to happiness, one that can elevate your health, wealth, and happiness if you let it. Just go to the21dayexperience.com slash Sandy Weaver Carmen. That's Carman, C-A-R-M-A-N, and elevate your happiness in just 21 days for free. Since you've been through the 21-day experience, how do you feel? I don't have a care in the world. It's free, and you'll be happier and know how to stay happier in just 21 days. The21dayexperience.com slash Sandy Weaver Carmen. That's the numbers 21, and my last name is C-A-R-M-A-N. Start today for a happier tomorrow. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Program. Oh, Sandy, we got something fun coming up. Yes. We do. Now, you know we've done our travel segment before. Yep. Or as I like to refer to it, our road trip segment. Yeah. That just sounds like more fun. No kidding. So you and I are hopping in the car, right? Yes. We're going to hop in our convertible and we're heading off. Guess where we're going this time? Where are we going? Mm, One of my all-time favorite cities. Yes. Not... Uh, not all that different than the place we went last time. Just, okay. Just different. Coastal. Similar. Coastal. Okay. We're heading east. Savannah, Georgia. Oh, a sister city. Mm, yes. Savannah. I'm actually going to Savannah next month. Are you really? I'm speaking at a convention of mm. um, of 
Chamber of Commerce executives there. Well, if you take me along with you, come on. I I know where to eat. Okay, I, I know where that's to eat valuable. in every city. You yeah, come and stay with me. I'm more concerned about where I eat than where I stay. Okay, although that's it's nice to stay. There's some beautiful historic inns and in, like bed that and plan. in Savannah. Yeah, but you know, I typically start eating from the moment I roll into town. Mm-hmm. The moment I roll out of town. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Charleston. Yep, we talked about that. Yeah, but you know, to me, Savannah is the perfect sort of uh, combination. It's beautiful. Okay, yes. so it's go- it's a gorgeous city. It's historic, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of history there. Um, it's kind of mysterious. Just a tad. I like that about Particularly it. Particularly if you go on the ghost tour. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the next thing. It's oh, spooky. It is spooky. It's mysterious and spooky. Yes. It's wonderful. And then um, it's Wait, also- mysterious and spooky? Mm-hmm. It's all together ooky? All together. <laughs> the Adams family? The Addams I'm sorry. Family. It just, my brain just went there. Sorry. You know, that's okay, the thing back about- to Savannah. At, at this point in our life, we have got, do we not just have an arsenal of yes. sort of crazy trivia in the yes. back of our heads? Yes. You were good with that one, though. You pulled that one out of nowhere. It, Savannah's You all, started it. I did. It's my fault. <laughs> it's a food mecca. Yes. It's a food mecca. Oh, there's you know, some fabulous people places travel there. there for the one of the reasons is for the food. And I've had the opportunity to be there several times doing cookbook signings, you know. Okay. So um, I've really kind of come to appreciate the city. I had not been there much until I wrote my first couple of books, but mm-hmm. I've had an had opportunity to spend time there now. And I just absolutely love it. So we're going to talk about some of the reasons why we love Savannah and folks, why you should go there. Okay. Load up the car and Perfect. head east. That's and you're going to talk say. about places that I need to go eat while I'm there, right? Yes. Perfect. I'll give you a recommend. I'll give you one particular really good recommendation, but also just if you have any extra time, I don't know if you're going to have a little bit of running around time also, um, I've got some suggestions for you. Okay. One of the great things about Savannah, of course, is it's close to the water. Right. Now, that seems obvious, but let me tell you, uh, back in the 18th century, it was a haven for pirates. How do you like that? So there might be buried treasure around there? There could be. You never know what you're going to find. Man. You never know. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. It was a historic port, right? So, um, and the riverfront really is the place to be, right. you know, when you're in when you're in a Savannah. It is the place to go. Now, if you really want to get a good view of the water and the, the river and the city, may I suggest, albeit a little touristy, but you'll be happy you did it, may I suggest a riverboat cruise? They are a great way, number one, to learn the history of the city, all right? Number two, you get a great meal. Believe okay. it or not, food is fantastic. Nice. Have a little cocktail. You get to enjoy the views of the city from the water, right, mm-hmm. from the river. It's just a sort of a, a great old-fashioned sort of southern historic experience right. to go on one of the river cruises. Right. I highly recommend. I don't know if you're going to have time for that. I don't know either. You could take me, and I could go on the river cruise while you do your speaking. Well, that's no fair. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to giving the presentation mm-hmm. and everything, but it would be a little distracting to know that you were out having a river cruise while I was busy, you know, know. running my mouth. That's true. I wouldn't enjoy it as much if you couldn't come along. Oh, that was sweet. Never. That was almost sincere, too, wasn't it? <laughs> was, I fa- was I fading sincerity? How about the water wildlife? Okay, that's another thing to think yes. about, and I'm not talking about the college students. Okay. okay. Seriously? No, I'm not talking about them. But I'm talking about what you can also do in, in, in Savannah. And I've had an opportunity to do this. It was so much fun. You can rent a canoe or a kayak, right? There's so much water there, so many waterways. Mm-hmm. You can rent it or you can actually take a guided tour via kayak or canoe, right? So you get to see some of the undeveloped areas. Those are the places that are so gorgeous to see. You've got Little Tybee Island, a wonderful place to explore. so beautiful, yes. Gorgeous. You've got um, the Blackwater Swamp of Ebenezer Creek. That's another area okay, that, that can be explored. that sounds spooky and mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you do it at like at nightfall, uh-huh. I don't know, gators, maybe not. Yeah. Nay, maybe not. Do it in the daytime. And then also the Barrier Island of Skidaway Narrows, beautiful. All of these sort of undeveloped uh, areas 
of Savannah are um, maybe not what you think of first when you think of Savannah, but they are so beautiful and peaceful and worth worth your time. There's so much excitement going on in Savannah. This is a more laid back. So canoe out and to have a picnic. Yeah. On the Barrier Islands or on Little Tybee. Exactly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right? What's not to love? Beautiful. Okay, also the beach. Yes. We've got the beach, okay? Now, that the beach is only about 20 minutes from Savannah, so it's an easy drive over. I say grab a beach chair and chill. Mm-hmm. Now, people have different theories on beach vacations. There are those that like to go to the beach and, you know, just kind of do, do, do. Do, do, do. All the time. You're right. Like, go, go, go. Uh, my husband's like that. And then there are those beachgoers like my best friend and I who, like, give us a beach chair and a book. I suspect Jeanette feels the same way. She's nodding her head. Uh-huh. Give us a book, maybe a cocktail, a beach chair, an umbrella because of our delicate skin. Right. You know, um, and call it a day and we're happy. So I don't know what you are. I'm I'm give me the beach first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and last thing in the evening. And I don't want it in the middle of the day. OK, I want it first thing in the morning when the sun is just coming up mm-hmm. and it's still kind of chilly and you can walk along the edge right. of the ocean and that's the best time to look for shells and then in the evening when everybody's gone home and again this the sun is low so it's not just beating down on you because right. yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my dermatologist are on a first name basis you. with your you're, I'm a, I'm you're a little beautiful, pale you're beautiful failed i'm a little pale, pale skin so, you yeah. gotta we gotta be <laughs> your delicate complexion you want to take yes. care of it now another reason that we love going to savannah is the food 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 right i mentioned it once now in the summertime what you're really looking for in savannah and there's a plethora of it it's everywhere you water to table coastal cuisine is really mm-hmm. what it is you pull it out of the water it goes into a pot or a fry pan and then it goes onto your plate right that's how you want to eat in savannah it does not get any fresher no. than coastal seafood it doesn't yeah. that low country cuisine right that is the order of the day mm-hmm. when you're in in savannah my recommendation if i may make one yes if you have time to go is the crab shack now their tagline is the elite no where the elite eat in their bare feet i like that okay and i have not been to the crab shack well so. it's casual okay it's perfect. casual and it's but but it's a wonderful quality food i recommend either the georgia shrimp or the blue crabs okay any dish that contains those items you will not go wrong if there are blue crabs that would be where i'm going mm. i love blue yum, crabs. yum 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 picnic tables you know kick off your shoes perfect um and they are open 362 days a year okay okay so christmas day christmas eve new year's day they're closed okay any other day you can get in there Get yourself some blue crabs. Even on Thanksgiving. How about that? I might have to start a new tradition this well, year. Not everybody likes turkey. <laughs> yeah, might, I don't. I like some blue crab <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Okay, another great reason for going to Savannah, believe it or not, is Elvis Presley. Really? How about that? Have I surprised you, you with that one? You have surprised me with that mm. one. Now, if you want to cool off in the AC, just remember this. The Jepson Center for the Arts has a photograph display in Savannah through October 2nd. Basically, the theme is Elvis at 21. Because 60 years ago, Elvis performed in Savannah for the first time. So they have all of these amazing behind-the-scene photographs on mm-hmm. display. Fun. Just a fun way to beat the heat and get in and see a little, okay. uh, get your little fix of Elvis And there. I like museums anyway. You do? Yes. Especially rock and roll museums, right? Yeah, they're not bad. Not at not all. Not bad. Now, do you know that Savannah is also the America's most haunted city? Now, how, who, who does that really? I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, ask some ghost. This is, listen, four out of five ghosts say that, that Savannah, Savannah is, is the, the most haunted, haunted city. It's their city favorite the city to go on vacation. Right. Yes. So, so they, may I suggest a ghost tour? It is a good tour. If you're not too scared. Yeah. Right? I've been on a couple of them. Yeah. Some I like better than others. Um, some, I, I did one, one once that was a little weird. It was a little bit too sort of like occultish, like devilish okay. kind of, you know, I like the ones that are more like just 
you know, oh, there was a murder that happened in this house 100 years ago. And, you know, she's still up in the attic clanking around, you right, know, in right. her wedding dress. Right. You know, those kind of crazy stories. Yeah. And that, people see her. Right. Without her head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the ghost tours are wonderful because they bring ghost legends to life. You know, so a, a good suggestion here is old Savannah tours. And you can have, you know, on, with them, you can actually take a trolley ride. Mm-hmm. How about this? I like There trolleys. are different types. There are yep. walking ghost tours. We've mm-hmm. got a guide walking around. There are some even self-directed ghost tours. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go out and be alone, you know. No. I'm afraid of ghosts. So, yeah. but but the old Savannah tours, you can take a trolley ride. They actually have costumed actors on the trolley with you, right? Telling ghost stories and taking you to visit haunted buildings, that kind of thing. And that's the one I've done. I didn't have? realize there were different ones. I've done the one with the trolley. And have you? Yes. So you can a, give us a price. I haven't done that one. It's so a fabulous tour. Really fabulous. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Were you scared? At yes. All? Scared. Yeah. Okay. Well, because you know you do it at night. Right. You take the tour at night. Everything's scarier at night. You can take the tour at 10 o'clock in the morning if you want to, but yeah. It's not the same. No. Mm -mm. No. Uh, No. So everything's scarier at night, including our next reason for going to Savannah, which may sound morbid, but but hear me out with this one. Cemeteries. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cemeteries. Now, some people, you may have an opinion one way or the other, but you know what? In Savannah, boy, are they something. They're beautiful and historic. May I suggest the Colonial Park? Now, that's in the heart of the historic district. They have gravestones there dating back. Back to the 1700s. But my favorite is uh, Bonaventure Cemetery. Now, this is the cemetery that was made famous by the movie Midnight, Midnight in, in the, the Garden, Garden of Good and, and Evil. Evil. Oh, so it is about a 15 minute drive from the city. Totally worth it. 100 acres is the size of this cemetery. Wow. And it's filled with moss-draped trees and Victorian Gothic statues and mm-hmm. headstones. You know, ooh. And that this, little girl yeah. with her hands out. I know, right? right? Yes. I'm not a, is she there? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. She might be I there. I thought she was there. I bet one of our listeners knows for sure. Yes. Even though this this was made famous by the movie, I'm not so sure if her statue is there, but it might hmm, be. Okay. I could be wrong on that. Right. I've been wrong once or twice before. Actually, I thought I was wrong. I'm not aware of that. I was wrong. I thought you'd been right every time. (laughs) Never heard you be wrong about anything, Sandy. (laughs) So, uh, all the more reason, though. Let's head off now. We've had enough fear for one night. Ice cream at Leopold's. Yes. Oh, this is an ice cream store that's been in business since 1914. Some of their flavors honey, almond, and cream, peanut butter chippy. Listen to their Tutti Fruity. It's actually rum ice cream with candied fruit and roasted Georgia pecans. That sounds so good. Yes. Hello. Yum. And what else I would love to do with this ice cream is get it in a cone and walk around one of the 22 public squares in in Savannah. And Savannah squares are beautiful. Gorgeous. They're like parks. Mm-hmm. Lots of benches. You can sit and pass the time. You can walk past mansions, wrought iron fences. You can shop, you know, or just kick back and relax. Just kind of soak up all of that beautiful southern atmosphere that, that Savannah is so famous for. I'm ready to go now. Let's go. Okay. Can I, I'm coming along. You got room in your, in your car? Sure. Come seat? on. I'm going to come with you. Let us know about that little girl on the cover of the book, Midnight in the yeah. Garden of Good and Evil. If you know what cemetery she's in, let us know. Please Radio do. at southernsistershome.com. Yeah. Shoot us an email. We're always learning something new. And folks, it was good to be with you this week. We'll see you next week.